This is Dear Hallmark. Each week, I'll bring you reviews of your favorite Hallmark movies and TV shows. So grab a drink and let's see what we're getting into with this episode. Hello, everyone. My name is Dara. Welcome to the Dear Hallmark show. I am your host, and this is a space where we talk about Hallmark, Up TV, Great American Family, and at Christmas we say what's up to Lifetime because they're they're nice at Christmas. Outside of Christmas, they do thriller things, and we're not about that life, right? So I am so happy to come to you today for this episode because this is our second masterclass for the month for the Dear Hallmark Masterclass series. And if you're new here, first of all, welcome. Second of all, what the Dear Hallmark Masterclass series is, it's going to be a series of interviews and conversations that I'll be having with professionals in and around the film industry, specifically the subgenre of film, which are the which is this made-for-TV romance movie space. So Brandon Clark was our inaugural episode of the Masterclass. And I also want to just thank everyone for such the positive reception and wonderful feedback. I've really heard nothing but wonderful things. People were really impacted and affected by our conversation. So I am so happy that you guys were able to learn something from that because I've, I know that I definitely did. And I love that I was able to connect with Brandon and we vibed off of our same philosophies when it comes to art and how we approach art. I, I appreciated that. So if you haven't checked out that episode yet, be sure to check out that episode. But this week, this masterclass session is incredibly special because not only are we talking to the costume designer, Geraldine Detienne, she is known for her work with The Wedding Veil, Christmas Waltz, Big Sky River, and so many more. But it was this interview that inspired this series. I had such a lovely conversation with her, and I so... Like, I, I really wish, and I said this in Brandon's episode, but I really wished I could have three, three hours to talk with these people because it's just so, it was so, it was so good. I really appreciated it. So I hope you guys are able to enjoy my conversation with Gerilyn Detienne as she takes us on a journey of how she became a costume designer what goes into becoming a costume designer, and even what costuming looks like on set. I hope you guys enjoy. We are going to get into that conversation right after this break, so stay tuned. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. 
Get in, loser. Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Thank you so much for being here, Jarlyn. How are you doing? Thank you for having me. I'm doing good. Yeah, I'm in the middle of, well, actually, we're in our last week of shooting of one. I can't tell you what, but we're doing Ooh. we're doing yet another one. I was um, just trying to think and count up. I think I've done about 45 movies for the network in the last seven years, so it's a lot. Wild. <laughs> wild so can you before we get into the meat and potatoes of our discussion I want to start with a little bit of an icebreaker so what would you say is a really really good dish that you've had recently that when you just think about it like your mouth waters Mm, okay well I um oh so many things I was um (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I was recently in Colombia and they had all the fresh fish. So one of the little places that we stayed on the beach, it was amazing because you'd come down in the morning and they'd be bringing the boats in with the fresh catch. And you would literally, they would lay out like four different types of fish. And then you're like, which one do you want? And you're like, I want that one. <laughs> so I think that's the top of my list right now for like favorite meals that I've had recently. <laughs> that's my mouth is watering. Just hearing you talk yeah. about that. Oh my goodness. That is amazing. So can you tell uh, tell the people a little bit about who you are, your background, where where you come from? Sure, yeah. So I was born in um, in just outside of Toronto, Ontario, in Canada, and lived there until I was, I think it was like grade six. And then as a family, we moved to Nova Scotia, which is like far east. And I did junior high and high school in Nova Scotia. And uh, went back to Ontario to start my degree and then eventually moved all the way out west to Vancouver. And I've lived in Vancouver since 2001. I love Vancouver because it's kind of like the perfect in-between of the city life of Toronto and the beauty in Nova Scotia. Um, mm. it, Vancouver, it's it's gorgeous here. It's, it's amazing because on you know, some days in the year, you can go an hour and a half and ski, and then you can come back down to the city and go golfing or boating. And we just, yeah, it's, it's amazing here. So yeah, people that's kind cannot of my, say enough, people good cannot things, say, go enough good things about Vancouver. I've put that on my list of places to visit for sure. So yeah. I definitely have to make it out there and, and see what all the, the hullabaloo was about, because <laughs> that sounds amazing. <laughs> So you are a costume designer, as I mentioned in the beginning. So where did fat your love of fashion begin? Did it begin in your early years or was it more so something you discovered as you got older? So I am the oldest of five girls and um, my mom, it really stemmed from my mom and my great grandmother. I remember my great grandmother, she always wore a pencil skirt and a beautiful blouse. She had to have all her, all of her blouse made for her because she was rather busty Wow! and um she always liked peep toe shoes and it was like all the wigs and all of the jewelry 
And she always looked like just perfection, right? Like classic pinup. Yeah. Um, so we grew up with that. And then my mom was really the same way. She could put together an outfit at, and because there were so many of us kids, um, she did make a lot of our clothes for us. And then as well, she would just find things on sale and somehow like make it look like a million bucks, right? It's like a five, mm-hmm. $5 dress and you mm-hmm. add the necklace and everyone would be like, wow, you look amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the power of accessories. I learned it at a very young age. Yeah. Um, and then having all of us girls in the house, we had to share whether you liked it or not. Um, you know, I'm still going to therapy over some of that. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> just like, why does she get to wear my shirt and stretch it out and put, and get food on it and you know it you know the whole thing you do with siblings so right right I have one myself um, so I know what that means yeah <laughs> you know right it's like <laughs> obviously you want to share but you're like don't ruin my stuff exactly exactly <laughs> yeah so we just grew up with lots of clothes and um like I said my mom she would just buy things and you I just started watching how she paired everything together and Um, And then I started doing it myself. So Mm -hmm. my degree, actually, I started in vocal performance and music theater. So (laughs) I, I learned uh, costuming from the theater side of things. And um, for many years, I was a professional singer. So I did, I spent about 10 years or a little bit more on the road, traveling all over the world. Wow. Which also gives you a lot of, um, ideas really what I do all day long wherever I am if I'm in Colombia or if I'm in Greece or if I'm in Vancouver or if I'm in the states is I watch people I'm constantly doing a character study and um (laughs) you know it's like I I have these big eyes and and I have to remember like to not stare because (laughs) I'm staring out of a place of like oh I love that's so interesting I wouldn't have maybe picked that shirt for and I create these characters in my mind and then it's like chair you're staring (laughs) (laughs) but um singing all over the world as a musician you're uh I, I really started doing and creating looks for our bands like for cohesiveness um you're looking at colors like what colors pick up on stage what colors don't especially when you're watching back video um and And then also being in different cultures and being in different parts of the world, you're watching what people wear, which makes things really fun now for me, because, you know, even when I was in Colombia, I wasn't there to do a movie, but I'm like, oh, note, this is where I can get these type of shoes if I ever need them. Now I know where to order them from. Mm. Like, oh, watch what this person is wearing, this street vendor. Like, you know, you, you just start paying attention to those kind of things. So um, yeah, so I started in music. Um, I had a vocal injury and when I had a vocal injury, um, actually a a Hallmark sweetheart, Donna Benedicto, um, Donna and I were, she was singing a little bit around town. And I said, Donna, why don't you come in and fill in for me until I'm feeling better? And Donna's like, okay. So she filled in and did my house gig here in, in the city. And I think it was like two or three months 
in, I still wasn't singing. She's like, Jer, why don't you come with me to acting class? She's like, you used to do theater. Why don't you come to acting class with me? And I was like, Donna, I don't want to be an actor. And she's like, no, just come as the creative outlet. Like, just come, like, just sit in class, be creative. Like you need to be creative. And I was like, okay. So I went and um, started acting classes, like on, on camera classes. Right. Which was different than my theater background. Same, same, but different. Right. Yeah. And uh, really was enjoying just the creative process. And my acting coach was like, okay, it's time for you to get an agent. And I was like, no, I'm not doing this. (laughs) And she's like, Geraldine, get an agent. So, you know, kicking and screaming six months later, I got an agent and, um, started to, started to work you know, do some of these indie films. And when you do indie, indie films, or, or even like, if you're a lower part for like a smaller production, they'll often ask you to bring clothes. Okay. Like here's a character you're playing. Would you be willing to bring some options for it? Because again, they're low budget. They don't always have the things that you might have. Mm -hmm. And then you kind of want to bring your own stuff. If you have good stuff, in those kind of situations, because otherwise you're at the mercy of whatever they put you in based on their budget. Right. So I brought a bunch of clothes to this one indie movie. And actually Donna and I both landed the like a similar role in the movie. We showed up together for costuming and um, the, the, the designer, she was like, I love, I love the clothes you brought. And Donna's like, oh, it's because Geraldine styles people and And she's like, oh, have you ever done it for film? And I was like, no. And she's like, well, would you want to? And I was like, sure. And at this point, (laughs) I haven't worked for a long, I haven't worked for a long time because I've been, I had my vocal injury. Right. And I was at the place where I was like, just being like, okay, I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say yes to things and Mm -hmm. see what lands. Mm -hmm. And um, whatever is of the highest and greatest good for me is going to land. And that was kind of my prayer and what I was asking for. So, so she's like, can I take your number? I was like, sure. And it's one of those situations where you're like, yeah, you're never going to call me. And that's fine. Right. 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 You go through this in your head. Right. And she called me like two days later and she said, "Um, I'm working for this Hallmark show with this other designer. Would you want to come in and buy for us? And I was like, okay. And so I literally went in and I started shopping and I, over the course of, uh, actually not that long, I worked my way up in the system. I did almost all of the jobs in the costume department and, um, I was on set. So I was being the onset dresser and I was working with Lori Lachlan wow. and it was a garage sale mystery. And Lori and I had a really great rapport and she asked me to come on to be her, to be her personal dresser. And at that point I had been offered a job as an assistant designer. And I was like, Laura, I just got offered an assistant designer. I would love to just stay with you and be your onset, but I need to take this opportunity. She's like, absolutely you do. She's like, take it. So I assisted in two shows And then I got a call from a production manager and he was like, I am doing this movie. We really need a strong shopper. Would you be able to come in and shop? And I said, absolutely. But I'm 
working on another show so I can give you the weekend. And if that will be helpful to you, I will come in and I will work the weekend for you, which I did. And then he's like, what are you, what are you doing? And I was like, well, I'm assisting. I was like, why? He's like, well, I got a movie and I need a designer. And I was like, okay, then why don't, why don't the girl that I was working with at the time, I was like, why don't you hire us to come in? And, um, you know, we were both still new into this and Hallmark, when you work for them, um, they do, they do look at your resume. Like you have to be accepted by them in order to get into, to design for them. And, uh, he's like, well, you know what? It's with Lori Lachlan. And so Lori's like, absolutely. And Lori was one that pushed for me. And the reason why I was able to get in and to start designing. Wow. And so then I designed, um, I think two and a half years of her, um, of garage sale ministry, which I loved that series, the cast on that, like they were so amazing and it was such yeah. a, like a wonderful. And so then that would be my first half of every year. I would do four shows in a row and, um, and then whatever other movies came around. So that is wow. how that's a long version of how I got into designing. Thank you for because, sharing that. Yeah, because you can have, uh, you know, like mine is in, like I said, theater, which you can have a degree in whatever, but it's it's always about connections and um, people and people seeing and knowing your passion. And yeah, I love to make people, I love to create a character and have people be like, yes, this feels like her, this feels like him then all they have to do is act. Mm. It's like the clothes, the clothes are like this beautiful addition. And then they don't have to fuss with them. Cause they're like, yep, this feels like her. And now I can embody that character in a different way. So it's, yeah. That's such a beautiful way to look at it. Could you break down for us? Um, Cause you mentioned how you did all of the different jobs within the costume department. Could you let us know like what, what are all the ways you can work your way up or the different jobs that you can have within the costume department on a, on a set? Yeah. So there's, um, there's shoppers. So how it works for me is when I get a script, I break down the script. Um, I usually do mood boards and present them to the director, the producer, and then as well, the network to make sure everyone's happy with, where I see the direction of the characters going. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, then at that point, usually my assistant will come in and she'll come on. So I'll usually spend the first couple of days in prep by myself. And then I'll have my assistant who will come on. And at that point, we'll usually start to shop or if I need help, if we're researching certain things, then she'll help me with that. Um, once we get to the stage where we get cast, then I will bring in my buyers because I can't if, if we have anywhere from 18 to 30 casts mm. and depending on how late we get them in our prep, um, I can't shop everybody by myself. Sure. So, right. So then I will say to my shoppers, here is the character. Here's their mood board. This is what I want. I'm like, I want you to shop at these stores, see what you can find. I want this type of pant on them. I want, um, this kind of shirt and I want these options. Like, and then I let them out and I let them go. And 
Um, I like my shoppers to be creative as well. So if they see something out there and if something inspires them, I'm always excited for that. I, it's a team effort and I really trust them. Um, my team for the, most of my team has been with me for five or six years now. So we really have it like, like I'm the luckiest, I'm the luckiest because, um, they know me, they know my aesthetic and then, and then I actually get to do what I do really well, which is like put the looks together and style them. So, um, so the shoppers will go out, I will go out and, um, I usually shop for all the leads. That's usually what I do. And then I'll have the girls fill in missing pieces. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I will, um, sometimes depending on how big the show is, I'll also have a coordinator, um, the coordinator is similar to the assistant, but will do things like help with, um, accounting, um, setting up fittings, um, staffing. Like if I'm like, I need you to book background costumers, whatever, then the coordinator would do that kind of, that kind of a thing. So depending on budget and how big, then you would have a coordinator. Um, and then, um, once we get closer to loading in the truck, we have a huge wardrobe truck and we have load in. So if we start shooting on the Monday, the load in is the Friday before it takes like a half a day to load in what I call, what is called my kit. Mm. And my kit is stock of clothes for background. It is, um, all the wardrobe for the cast. Mm-hmm. Um, it is, socks and underwear and bras and jewelry flats and belts and rain boots and cozy coats and mm. um other layers like it's all the things it's it my kit is fills more than a 10 by 10 storage so just wow. to give you an idea yeah we're loading in all of this stuff so that we have everything we need on there so then at that point my truck costumer will come in because she oversees the truck okay. um as well, my onset. So whoever's going to be my, my set supervisor, which she's in charge of. So it kind of works how it starts at the truck. The truck costumer will set the looks in the trailers and then the cast go to set. And then my onset is responsible to make sure that the continuity stays like, Oh, did you take that purse off? Did you take your shoes off? Okay. Here's your shoes. Here's, you know, sometimes we're like, hurting children (laughs) right (laughs) these actors it's like where did you put your blazer oh I don't know I don't know where I left it so it's like you know the onset has the job of like dang you were just in that shot and you where did you like where did you put your hat like you're supposed to have your hat on and it's like yeah so then that's my onset depending on the show size sometimes she will have an assist um um, an onset assist. And then as well, I will have somebody for background. So if we have background actors coming in, then I will have like a background coordinator, depending on how many background I have in that day. Sometimes that coordinator will have helpers, like depending on the amount of, um, the amount of people. Yeah. Also, if I've had it as well, that I've had a truck assist, um, depending on how many casts are in for the day. So really it's like how many casts, and then what's my budget and what can I afford to staff? But yeah. those are kind of like the main, yeah, the main, my main crew. So on a given movie, I will have anywhere from six to 14 people working for me. Wow. Depending. 
So mm-hmm. what is the costume designer's relationship? And you can speak personally to with hair and makeup and how how does that look like from or what does that relationship look like from film to film? Like would a costume designer like yourself have like a go to hair and makeup person or is that hired separately? And then mm. you guys have to kind of work together and build the vision of the of the character. Yeah, so the so I've worked, especially when I did the um, garage sale mysteries with Lori, the hair, makeup, and wardrobe team were always the same, which okay. is the dream. It's the dream okay. because um, then really we were, I would be in touch with them and I'd be like, here's what I'm thinking for Sarah Strange this year. This is the, I want to progress her character to this. What do you think? And then they'd be like, oh yeah. Okay. We've been t- chatting with her. We're going to she's going to cut her hair. So then we'll, 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 you know, we'll do it like this. We'll add this kind of makeup, like, and so then we're really able to create like, like this cohesive character, which is like I said, the dream. Um, and then when you work with people enough, like, um, like on that show, actually that hair makeup team we're working with right now on the one that I'm currently on. Oh, that's awesome. it is the absolute best because we know each other's aesthetic. Yeah. And it was like the other day we had a we had a wedding surprise for us um, <laughs> on this movie. And um they, you know, they pop onto the truck and they're like, okay, what do you have her in? Maybe we should add some hair accessories. And I'm like, yeah. And so then we sit there together and we're like, okay, let's do this. You don't always get that on mm. every movie. Mm. Um you don't. And, and same with the, um, all of the wedding veils for the most part, there was like just two teams. So we were really able to, to work together, which is so fun. And it makes it like, we have long days, like long days, anywhere from 12 to 16 hours. And you really, really want to spend your days working with people you love. And we're really, really fortunate, especially on these Hallmark movies. There's not very many times like I can count them on, you know, less than a hand where we're not like, yeah, this is great. Like we love the people we're working with. Obviously though, there's some people that you gel with more. So sure, sure, uh, sure. Yeah. So every production, like every movie, the hair and makeup wardrobe, they're all being hired by the production manager. Okay. So yeah, it's, it's just then having conversation with them. But like I said, once you've worked with some of them, some of the teams a lot longer then it makes it even more magical because you, you figure each other out, you know, each other's aesthetic. Yeah. So what would a typical day look like for you as the costume designer, as the one who's kind of the head of the ship there? Mm. So when we're in prep, so we usually do three weeks of prep and about three weeks of shoot. Sometimes it's um, almost four weeks of shoot, depending on uh, on the movie. Um, when we're in prep, I would be shopping, giving okay. direction, obviously, to my buyers. Um, so in the malls. And then I do a lot of fittings. I do all the fittings. Okay. And then it's really setting looks once you get approvals back from the network. So I will take photos of the outfits and then I will send them to the network for approval and the network gives me approval. And then from there I go through my breakdown and I'm like, where is this 
Um, where are they? What are, what does the location look like? What are the colors in the location? Sometimes I know this ahead of time and sometimes I don't, mm-hmm. um, cause sometimes it takes a while for them to get the locations, but then, okay. Um, do they need a coat with this outfit? Do I have a coat that's going to work for this outfit? And then I usually try to set number one's looks first and then base everything else around mm-hmm. him or her. Mm-hmm. And then I do number two. So um, and then all the supporting, but yeah, it's like, what is the location? What makes sense? Are they going to be hiking? Are they going to be in the woods? Are they, mm. you know, what is the weather going to be like? What am I trying to cheat as well? Like, oh, it's springtime. Yeah. But it's like, it could snow here in Vancouver. Okay. What can I put them in that looks spring, but I can put a base layer underneath, like, mm-hmm. so they're not freezing and like annoyed with my onset being like we're we're so cold like yeah yeah so there's all these factors that you have to think about right um so that's when I'm in prep once we start shooting um I love to be on set there's some designers that don't like to be on set but if you look up the dictionary definition of a costume designer I'm pretty sure it says that the costume designer sets the looks so which means on the morning, as we're putting the clothes, as my truck costumer is putting the clothes into the trailers, I am going around once they're dressed and being like, okay, what are the final little pieces? Mm. Maybe that belt's not exactly right. What shoes are we going to wear? What coat is she going to wear? What jewelry is she going to wear? And I'm there to make sure that once it, we come and we do the rehearsal on camera, how does it look? Like you see the shot. hmm okay, this is exactly what I wanted. Or I think we should switch that blazer. Mm. And, and then you tweak whatever you needs to be tweaking and then it's set. And so once it's set, it's continuity. So then at that point, it's the role of my girls to make sure that that continuity stays. And really then I don't need to really be back and see that look if I need to do other things like, do help with returns or start my petty cash or whatever. I don't need to be there for that look because that look is already set and it's established it's shot. And yeah, so that would be what happens. And once we get, then it gives me the freedom to run around and be like, she needs a different pair of shoes for this outfit. That's going to play in two days. And I'm going to run out and sneak out and get it or really want a different earring or whatever. Yeah. All the little details then. Wow. Yes. That's what I was going to say. There's so much little detail that we don't even think about as viewers. We just see the final look and like, we'll notice like a hat, or at least I did for um, example, wedding veil inspiration, autumn's hats, stellar, love them. Speaking of which, I wanted to name a few of the movies that you've worked on that people may not be aware of that you are responsible for, for costuming. So you mentioned Garage Sale Mysteries, but you also did an, an episode of Morning Show Mysteries. Um, I that did. They, and that's with Holly Robinson, Pete, and Rick oh, Fox. I love, love working <laughs> with her. Yeah, that was really, that was really fun um, because she actually, she didn't know me and she, and um but she trusted me and 
And at the end, we pulled together some beautiful looks, or at least I think so. And I know she does too, because it was, there was like six or eight months later, I got a text message from her and she sent me images and she's like, wow, I loved this. Thank you again. And it's like six months later, if she's finding images of herself and she's sending me that, I'm like, that is a big compliment. So yes. Yes. Yeah. I loved doing that one. You also did um, one of the newer Hallmark movies and mysteries ones. They did a drama last kind of late last summer, Big Sky River with Kevin Smith and you met an Emmanuel Vosier. How was how was that one for you? You know, that one was a really, really good learning experience. So like I said to you, it's like when my assistant comes on, then we'll do some research, right? For things. This was one that we had to do a ton of research. Mm. So because we had the equestrian riding and then we had like, you know, we had the two different types of horse riding and you, you want to get it right. Sometimes we don't, but you really want to get it right. And oh my gosh, that was so expensive. It was such an expensive movie to make those cowboy boots for all of them. The hats, um, her riding boots alone for the equestrian stuff, like on the cheap end, like they were like the cheaper version. I think I still paid like $800 $800 for those. Whoa. The, the riding pants were like 350. Like, you know, it's, it's the whole thing. Like one of those outfits, like the boots, the pants, the shirt, she had two or three different of the equestrian shirts, the helmet, the helmet she brought herself. So she yeah. actually rides. Whoa. Oh, cool. Um, yeah. She actually rides and she did all her own stunt stuff. So that was that was fun. And she's, uh, I mean, yeah, I only have amazing things to say about her. And she really, I really appreciated that she really helped me. Cause I was like, I really want to get this right. And she's like, yeah, I do too. And so she's like, here's where you can buy the boots that I like. And I'm like, okay, great. I'm just going to go <laughs> buy them. <laughs> that was easy. <laughs> because, because it's like, I know that she has to sit on top of a horse and has to do a job. And I really want to make sure that I get that right for her. Um, So um, yeah, like I think one of her equestrian looks would cost like just like probably like $1,200 once you get the gloves. Like those gloves are $120 like for the riding gloves. (laughs) It's so expensive. Whoa. And then, like I said, all the cowboy stuff. Um, we're lucky because there are a lot of like ranches and farms around here. So you can get the equestrian and you also can get like the cowboy stuff, but, um, those boots are like $350 each on the low end. And every single, almost every single cast member had them, the hats the same. It's like anywhere from 120 to like upwards of 199 for one of those, like for a proper hat. So, and then, and then the jeans too, is a whole thing. There's a whole thing with Wrangler jeans that I learned and I did not know it. (laughs) And it's like, there's a purpose for how high they are. The reason for how high they are. And also the length, they purposely have them long. That's why if you ever look at a cowboy, he's got like the slouch at the bottom of his boot, because when you're sitting on the horse, then it actually covers the entire boot. Wow. But when they're standing, it has a slouch, right? Because it has the extra fabric. But when he's on the horse or she's on the horse, it falls perfect. But these are things that like, unless you know, you know, or unless you do research, 
otherwise, like as a designer, I'd be like, okay, how do we tailor this? And I'd tailor it perfectly. And the um, woman at the, like at the shop was like, oh no, it needs to be long. And here's why. And I'm like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So that was a fun one. Whoa. Oh, I have so many more questions, but I can't get to it. Okay. So on top of that, you did one of my absolute favorites from last year, Just One Kiss. Oh my gosh. That uh, that opening scene, of, scene alone with her, her dress as the professor in the lecture hall, I said, we aren't in Kansas anymore. And I loved the looks that you, you chose for the leading lady for that movie. What was your inspiration um, for your choices for that movie? Hmm. Well, coming from the music theater background, that was a really special one for me too. Mm-hmm. And um, here's what I do. When I find out who my leads are, I usually go, first off, what is their body type? Mm-hmm. What are they going to look good in? Um, what makes sense for their character? And then I start to kind of create out of, out of there. So it's, it's really about how do I create this character with clothes that are going to really accentuate their curves or um, like whatever their best asset is, how am I going to, what am I going to do with that? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that's usually where I start for any, for any character. And um, which is really what I did with her. And then I also, I have a lot of, um, I usually stalk their Instagram. (laughs) I stalk their Instagram. I also see what they feel comfortable in and what they wear. um, Because I think that's also important. If it can work with their character, then they're just going to feel more embodied in their clothes. Mm -hmm. Um, It doesn't always, right? But um, if that is an element that I can add in, then, then I will do that as well. Um, and, and, you know, with that one, the big thing was the dress, the dress in the flashback sequence. Yeah. Oh, well, all, all the dresses actually. So good. Uh, and I was like, I just wanted, if, if you're, I wanted that dark room. Cause I knew it was going to be this dark room. I'm like, what kind of impact is going to make? So there was that sparkly dress. Yeah. Um, at the very end of the movie, there was the flashback dress, that flashback dress. Oh, it's funny. Like all the stories that I'm like, I should write these down. Cause yes, um, please. Forget- <laughs> but that flashback dress originally they wanted the network wanted a vintage, like a vintage piece. Mm. And I was like, I'm not going to be able to find what they want. It's just not going to look the way they think it's going to look. And Mm. I knew this. So I went through the process and I went to the rental houses and I rented all these vintage dresses and they were gorgeous, but I'm like, this isn't going to be what they want. And she put them on and she was like, she was a really good sport about it. And, um, they're like, no, no, no. And so I do this thing and anybody that knows me is like, I just go, okay, where am I going to find the dress? And I'm like, okay, God, I need to find the dress. Where is the dress? And then I usually get like this little download and it will be like, go to here, go to wherever. And so I, 
we were shooting that day and she was on set. And she, so she tried on all the vintage dresses while she was in between shots, in between setups. I ran to the store that I knew. I was like, I'm going to find it there. I ran in. I took three dresses. I came back and she's like, we tried on the first one. She's like, this is it. And I'm like, I know. <laughs> take the picture. <laughs> we sent it to the network and they were freaking out. They're like, this is amazing. And I'm like, yeah. And I didn't, I did a lot of alterations to it. Like as we yeah. do, um, the same as, um, Christmas waltz I did with Lacey Chabert, that whole yeah. dancing thing, that whole dress thing is a whole other, a whole other can of worms, but yeah. And it was just magic. And I remember sitting there watching as they were filming it and my onset, Rachel and I, I was like, because mm. sometimes I don't actually get to see live my work. Like I don't mm. always get to, because I'm running around and doing all the things. Mm -hmm. And that movie was so special because all the singing was done live. Oh! It was all done live. So all the all the cast and crew that were there, we got to sit there and enjoy it. Take after take. And they would sing. And oh. it's just, yeah, it was not playback. Yeah. So they're singing and dancing live and we're filming. Oh. And it was just pure magic. I Everyone's sitting there with like tears in their eyes. Like, <laughs> oh yeah. my gosh. That, yeah. that movie indeed was special. And it was, it was. Uh, everything about it was just, like you said, it was magical. Oh, uh, so amazing. Now I would be remiss if I didn't <laughs> talk about the Wedding Veil series. And most recently, Wedding Veil inspiration, I want to talk with you about. Um, okay. And this one is interesting because in the first series, you worked on Lacey's installment of The Wedding Veil and then Allison and Victor's with Legacy. But in this round, mm -hmm. you you got to work with Lacey again, but you were with Autumn this time around. Um, and because Autumn's movie last year was the one that was on location, they had someone else as the costume designer. Uh, kind of. Kind of. So were you still, did you still have a little bit of a part with that? So going into inspiration, you still had some idea of how to um, dress Autumn for inspiration? I, I actually dressed all the girls for all of the movies. Oh, wow. Yeah. IMDb is so, slipping because they only have you for um, Lacey's and Allison's for the first and then Lacey's and Autumn's for the, for the second well, round. Well, what I did for Autumn's first movie is I flew to LA and mm -hmm. I shop and I fit her and um, got approvals from the network and I packed everything in a bag for her and I sent her with all her wardrobe. And I also did that for Lacey and for Allison for that movie. Mm. So when they arrived in Bulgaria, cause that one shot in Bulgaria and then they moved to Italy for a couple of days. Okay. Um, the costume designer there had all of their wardrobe already because they wanted to keep the continuity. So if you yeah. look at it, the girls look the same. Like the continuity is the same and the continuity is the same is because I designed it. So, um, however, I'm not, I wasn't there to do the tweaks, mm, okay. right. But then yeah. that was left to the costume designer on, on like on site. And then the costume designer on site then dressed everybody else. 
Okay. So, but the three, but the three ladies, I shopped and fit and packed their bags and sent them with outfits. And then the costume designer then was able to pick out of the outfits that I sent where she wanted to put things. So she placed all the looks and, um, and then dressed the rest of the cast for that one. So okay. yeah, I, I'm going to have to talk to somebody about that. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which I actually did again for Allison's movie in Greece. Yeah. Only this time I went to Greece. Oh. So I, so I, so I um, shop and fit um, Autumn and Lacey before, um, before Greece. And then I fit, I shopped um, Victor and Allison here in Vancouver. And I took suitcases with me to Greece. And then in Greece, I fit them because it was just the timing didn't work out because it was Thanksgiving weekend in the States. Mm -hmm. And, um, I was like, I can't go to LA and Arizona where Victor and Allie live. And like, I can't do this with Thanksgiving weekend. So I flew to Greece and I fit them. And then I was there and set all of their looks with the designer there. Um, we worked together, which was really fun and beautiful. And she was, she was amazing. Um, and, um, yeah, but then I was there and was able to set the looks, which is why it does look a little bit different. Allie's movie compared, like, even though it was, um, not shot here in Vancouver. Yeah. That's why, because I was actually able to be there and set all the girls looks. So, so I didn't stay the entire shoot for that one, but okay, up until, up until autumn and Lacey were leaving because they, they, they did about seven days. So I stayed for those whole first seven days, set all the looks for the four of them and then left. And then the designer finished everything off. And then she, she designed and shopped and fit the other, the other cast members for that one. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Now my favorite out of the whole wedding veil series would have to be in terms of looks inspiration. Originally it was the first wedding veil. I remember just being knocked in the face, like, where did these dresses come from? You made me want to know who the costume designer was, like, for, for the first wedding veil. Loved it. But then inspiration, I said, whoa, because that was when um, I saw the cohesiveness between the the season that we were in, in that movie, which was fall. It was like, we had a university backdrop, collegiate backdrop their mm -hmm. their house like the production design was giving like burnt oranges and turquoises and browns and i mm -hmm. saw autumn's wardrobe reflect all of that can you talk a little bit about your inspiration no pun intended for um <laughs> for autumn's movie and where where those looks came from mm -hmm. so we shoot those the wedding veils in victoria which is the island off of vancouver okay um and victoria is like it has some of the old older architecture in canada um because we're such a young country so um it's it's really really beautiful over there and it was really great because the seasons almost lined up which mm. so, which is which like almost, almost. Mm. <laughs> so, which is, well, no, I guess technically it did. We were shooting that one in our end, like November ish. So yeah. 
um, which really helps because then you're not faking everything. Yeah. Um, and because I knew the locations, because we had shot there before, um, for the other girls movies, we would do, um, all, a lot of the college stuff in the same area. So, you know, the locations and then, you know, the colors and, so that's really, really helpful. And then also you're shopping within the season. Mm. So those, those colors are actually in the malls. They're, they're available online, which again, makes my job so much easier. Yeah. Um, I, um, I've done quite a few with autumn and autumn is a really good friend of mine. And, um, which makes things always easier too, because then there's this beautiful collaboration that happens and mm. trust. Um, sometimes if I haven't worked with an actor before, there's, there's a little bit of trepidation because yeah, like they can know my work, but then they can be like, are they going to be able to dress me? Mm -hmm. And then you can make a suggestion. They're like, no, I don't think so. And then finally, like in a fitting, you'll be like, okay, can we try this now? And then they're like, oh, <laughs> oh, I never, oh, I never thought about this. But yeah. the great thing with Autumn, Lacey and Allie, cause I've done so many movies with them. They're just like. Okay. Whatever you think, whatever you say, Jer, I'll try it. Yeah. Really? That's going to work. Uh, okay. All right. Oh, it did work. So when you have that trust, it makes such a difference because they walk into the fitting knowing, ah, Jer's got this. It's yeah. going to be great. It's going to be perfect. But with that, with the wedding veil movies, there's a lot of little details that go into it. There's like you said, the hats for autumn, there's the scarves, mm -hmm. there's um, the brooches, there's the jewelry for each of them. Like Tracy always had the chunky, like New York thing, mm -hmm. which is so not Allison Sweeney, like in real life. And, you know, when we were doing, when we were doing her movie in Greece, I'd be like, oh, this is vacation Tracy. What would vacation Tracy wear? And so it became <laughs> a joke. It's like, oh, vacation Tracy would totally wear those earrings. Like, <laughs> but but this is, this is the thing that we, that we do and we get to play and have fun and autumn in real life. Like she says, this character is like the bougier version of me. And I'm like, yeah, I know I did that. On purpose. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I know what you're going to feel comfortable in. So yeah, it is like the bougier version of you in real life. Like, and but that's the thing, right? It's like, she just is able to embody that. And she looks so good in the florals. It really brings out the feminine. Mm -hmm. And that was something we really wanted to do with this character. She's like, I really want to bring out the feminine in her. And I was like, all right, we're going to dress it up. Then we're going to do all the dresses, which, which Lacey does. We do with Lacey as well. And, yeah. um, but it's like I said, it's the small details. It's like the colorful coats. Mm -hmm. It's the addition of the scarf. It's the addition of the hat. It's like the ankle boots. Like she wore a lot of ankle boots and it's like this, like boho chic yes. kind of vibe. Yes. She had. Yes. And which is, like I said, it's very autumn, like in real life. Um, so and she's got this tiny little frame. So it's like, she can wear the florals and it's just, yeah. Mm. I, I love, love all it. three of them. They're just, they're just magic. All three of them. And together, 
seeing them together and working with them. It's just so much freaking fun. Like it's so fun. It's yeah. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. So what would you give as advice for someone who maybe likes fashion? And then after listening to our conversation, it sparks something in them that maybe they want to get into costume design. What, what kind of advice would you give to that person? Mm. So, um, the thing, um, my job has a lot of beautiful moments, but it also has a lot of stressful moments. And like I said before, it's long days and it's stressful for odd reasons. It's like, mm. we're not saving lives here, but there's that like panic of like, we needed this yesterday. And <laughs> so it is, it is wildly stressful at a lot of times because you are, um, you're, having to produce stuff relatively quickly, usually. Mm. So my suggestion would be actually start at the bottom, mm -hmm. start at the bottom, start shopping, start looking at fabrics, start understanding how fabrics are going to lay on the body. Um, understand what looks good on different body types. Um, and then start to play with that, play with accessories. Um, and once you're in the malls and you're looking at stuff and I have, I have a really hard time with online shopping unless I know the brands, because when I get into the mall, I'm like, what does this feel like? Mm. How is this sleeve going to hang? Right. There's so many factors you have to think about. Like if you have a puffy sleeve, if you have a puffy sleeve on someone that weighs like a hundred pounds, it's going to look super cute. Right. If you have a puffy sleeve on someone that, it, or, or, or it could completely overwhelm them right mm, on camera because mm -hmm. all you see is the puffy sleeve but these are the things you have to think about because and the things that you don't have to think about in real life in real life if you want to wear a puffy sleeve wear a puffy sleeve girl like get it <laughs> right but on camera that puffy sleeve you could just be looking at the puffy sleeve right like <laughs> it's, it's stuff like that that you have to start to train the brain and mm. being out and and looking at textiles and um like I said seeing how the clothes fit and seeing how you can style people for their body type that is where you have to start because if you get that and if you're good at that then you can move into designing and also you have to be highly organized or you have to have an assistant that's highly organized <laughs> like yeah. there's my breakdown of a script takes me a day at least if not two and then they're constantly changing the script so you're constantly mm. you're constantly going back like did they add in a, like do, do they have to have a coat now with a pocket all of a sudden because they're going to pull a gun out of there like mm. there's all these things you know or if you're doing breakdown of something and by breakdown I mean like if someone gets shot in in a like in a scene you're going to have to have multiple um multiples of the same thing because mm. we're not sure how you're going to shoot it. So if they're getting shot wearing a white dress shirt, you better make sure you can replicate that white dress shirt, like at least four, four to five times, because you're going to have to have the progression of the, the blood and the gun, gun wound. Right. Mm -hmm. And all the stages, because we don't shoot everything in sequence always. Mm. So, you know, there's, there's all those things. It's like, I'm going to have a stunt double for Kevin when he's riding. So I need to make sure that I can get that gene that I put him in it 
in another size for a stunt and that shirt that I put him in, in another size, there's actually, it's funny. I said that because that was one of the situations where I put him in this rails. The brand was rails. It was like a blue plaid rails shirt. And it was really, um, it was kind of expensive actually, but I was like, Oh, I can definitely get a second of that. I went to get a second of it. Once I got the stunt double size, I couldn't get a second. So now I'm frantically ordering online from the States to get a second because we'd already seen the shirt. And like, you know, it's all those things that you have to put into consideration before you even pick a look for something. Yeah. So these are little details that people don't realize, but coming back, how, what, what are the fabrics? How do things fit people? Then how do you style people for their body tapes? Those are the basics. And if you can mm-hmm. get that and you're good at that, then you can move your way up. Wow. Cause you can always be able to support the, the areas in which you're not as good in. Wow. I wish we had three hours so we could just do a masterclass of this. This was so helpful and eye-opening, Darylin. Thank you so much for sharing and for your time. For people who want to follow you and um, along your your costume design journey, where can they get in touch with you on social media and the World Wide Web? Mm, Thank you for asking that. So my team has a page. It's wardrobegirls underscore. Um, at wardrobe girls underscore, and you can follow us there. And we, um, we post also like for a lot of the wedding veils, we did post pictures of, and, um, places of where you can find some of these dresses. Um, and we try to do that as much as we can Sometimes it's harder because if we shoot it in September, but then it's not being aired until August, then the clothes Mm -hmm. are already gone. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, so follow us there. And we have a lot of fun videos. My assistant and onset Rachel, she does a majority of the posting for our page for the team. But yeah, there's a lot of fun behind the scenes stuff. And um, yeah, it's good. So please follow us there. Yes. Well, thank you so much again, Gerilyn. And for the viewers and listeners, all of the links that Gerilyn mentioned, they will be in the show notes and in the YouTube description box. So thank you guys so much for watching and listening. And I will talk to you guys in the next episode. Bye.